0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Full Disclosure Podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany, and on this podcast, we talk about all things taboo in the Western culture. Shall we begin? Back. Today's episode is going to be a hard one for me, Um, and it may be hard for you, especially if you are a woman who has experienced this or are... Currently going through it now. Um, Now, ever since I started my menstrual cycle, um, my period has always been irregular. Um, I've always had bloating, cramps, low back pain. And then when I started having sex a few years later, uh, intercourse was very, very painful. Um, Now, I always thought um, that part was due to some childhood trauma. Um, so I kind of just brushed that off a little bit. It wasn't until about a few weeks ago where I had a pelvic ultrasound, um, and I got those results literally within an hour and usually they take three to five business days and I got it done on a Friday. So I wasn't expecting anything, any results. Um, and I knew when I got the results fast that something was wrong. Um, so For all my symptoms I now know why I have them um but I have adenomyosis so I don't know if I'm saying that correctly so I'm going to spell it out for you but it's a d e n o m y o s i s um now it is kind of a form of endometriosis um Adenomyosis is a condition where, which the endometrial tissue exists within and grows into the uterine wall. Now, I'm only 31, about to be 32, but adenomyosis usually occurs most often late in the childbearing years and typically disappears after, after menopause. Um, and like I said before, there are some other symptoms for this, um, such as heavy or prolonged, prolonged menstrual bleeding, severe cramping pain during intercourse or blood clots that pass during a period um, most pain are uh is in the low back or the abdomen or pelvis um you know you don't you don't always have to have a um an irregular menstruation it could be a heavy menstruation it could be a painful menstruation or uh, if you don't really menstruate you just spot that's kind of your menstruation um spotting um also now um As my diagnosis, um, mine is pretty bad. Um, So for us women who still want to have children, your likelihood of having children or having a successful childbirth and or pregnancy is slim to none. Um, There are treatments, but there's only one cure. Um, Some of the treatments can... um, are like hormone therapies. Um, you know, not necessarily birth control, but I don't know what type of hormone therapies there are. Cause I'm not, I'm past that, unfortunately. Um, the only other, I guess, treatment or cure is a hysterectomy. Now, a lot of people, I guess, don't know this, or if they do, they just don't hear me Is like, I want more kids, you know, I have an almost 13 year old and I know that I'm, I am getting older, but I'm only 31. So I still have like a good five years left of childbearing years. Um, you know, I, this is a life altering choice that has been taken away from me. Um, you know, and when I try to open up to people, like, usually their response is like, one, well, you already have a kid, so, you know, what's the big deal? It's not a big deal. Or two, like, there are other ways to have babies. Okay, if you're someone who's a single parent who doesn't make a lot of money, those alter- alternative ways to have babies are fucking, fucking expensive. Okay? Um, freezing your eggs, one of them, uh, that's one of the alternative methods, but that could cost anywhere from six to $30,000. And that's just per cycle. Um, you know, so that's like extremely, extremely expensive. Second, um, the second is, uh, adoption. Um, yeah, I don't really want to adopt. I want to have my own biological kid. There's nothing wrong with adoption, but like also a single parent who wants to adopt doesn't really get chosen over like a male, female, or female, female, male, male household. Um, they usually want partners, not a single parent. So I don't think a lot of people realize this when they say, oh, yeah, they're alternative methods or just accept the fact that you can have more kids when that choice is being taken away from you. Okay, that is, I think, my main issue is I don't have that choice anymore. I don't have that choice to provide my future partner a man that I'm going to love and want to start a family with. Like, I don't have that choice. That choice has been taken away from me, you know, um, and it sucks. I've had baby fever for the last like five years and now like I can't have a baby like, you know, it's, it sucks. Um, now for those of you who have adenomyosis, but it's not as serious, um, this disease is not life threatening, but it is disabling. It can be debil- uh, debilitating. um, you know, yes, there's a chance you could still get pregnant, but you have a higher chance of miscarriages. Um, and since your uterine wall is so enlarged by that skin growing into your, your, your uterus, your uterus becomes enlarged. And therefore, that empty space closes smaller and smaller. So being able to carry a baby to full term because it's baby's not going to have enough room to grow you're most likely going to have a preemie baby in between 20 to 30 weeks. Uh, And that is very, like, very, very unhealthy, and it's scary. Um, But I know with now new medicine, you know, preemies turn out fine. But still, there's an off chance. You know, you can't, you know, brush that off. Um, And if I decide not to get the hysterectomy technically I'm already infertile, but like, there's a real chance that that skin could grow up into my fallopian tubes and my ovaries and, and, and more. And then I could really become infertile and sterile. Um, you know, and not to mention that with this, with these hormonotherapies, therapies, like that stops the bleeding and helps with the pain, but like the issue is still there. That's just putting a temporary band-aid on. um, You know, there are luckily, you know, a few different types of hysterectomies. It's not just like a C-section type of surgery. Um, You can also do, God forbid, I'm so sorry, but I cannot pronounce this, but they do like a surgery through your belly button with like a microscope, really weird. And then they do the uh, vaginal hysterectomy, which I think I'm going to do that one. Um, Because I, that one's going to be for me the safest because I still want to keep my cervix and my ovaries and my fallopian tubes. The only issue is, is my uterus that is unhealthy. So I want to get rid of that. Um, Because there's no point in keeping it and trying to have a baby if my chances are slim to none. I don't want to go through that, and I don't want to have to put my future partner through that. I don't want to feel like he's disappointed in me or that he regrets being with me. Like, I don't want to feel those emotions, so I'm going to cut those emotions right off the bud. Um, So, you know... What I didn't realize is that adenomyosis is a new diagnosis. Um, before before all these uh, radiologic like imaging came out, like MRIs and CTs and ultrasounds and all that, um, the only way to know if a female had adenomyosis was from a hysterectomy. Because when they took out the uterus, they could see that the uterus does not look like a healthy, normal uterus. Um, so, thank God for adenomyosis. So... Uh, women were able to to know that diagnosis and make a decision before they had to go straight to surgery for an unknown reason or for a reason they may suspect. Um, now, you know, I said that adenomyosis isn't really, like, harmful to you, but the thing is, is, like, some people, like myself, have excessive bleeding and pelvic pain, and that and not to mention that my fatigue is absolutely atrocious. Like, there are days I cannot get out of bed. Um, you know, it just enjoys you from living life to the fullest and to, and for having sexual intercourse and for enjoying, like, the simple pleasures in life. Not to mention you're at risk for increased anemia, which I am um, borderline anemic. I've been taking my iron, but it's not enough iron. So I've got to hammer down that red meat. Um Adenomyosis does get worse over time. Um, Now, if you are somebody who's like, I don't want to get a hysterectomy; I'm just going to deal with the symptoms. Those symptoms will not be gone until after you go through menopause, and that's what—usually 50 or 60 years old. Like, that's a good long time. That's a good chunk of your time that you're going to be feeling, feeling this. You know, I thought I would be okay with, you know, um, my spotting and my my the blood clots and all that but like I'm not like I'm I know physically I'm gonna feel healthy and I know my mental health is gonna suffer you know but I've always had issues with my mental health and I'm always able to overcome that so I know I can overcome it um you know I do see that light at the end of the tunnel but right now it's still pretty dark um Nobody really knows what causes adenomyosis. Um, There's no doctor has ever come out and said, this is the cause of it. Um, I had a pelvic ultrasound done a few years ago, I believe in 2018, and my uterus was normal. So I honestly don't know what caused it. I feel like after I got my first round of the Moderna vaccination, that's when fucking shit started happening. I started bleeding, having painful cramps. So I refused to get that second dose. Um... So, adenomyosis is actually very, very common. It's just that most women don't know they have it. Because um, the condition doesn't always cause problems for women. You know, every woman's body is different. Most of us have issues or problems, and we notice something's off with our body, and some of us have no freaking idea. Um, but it can affect anywhere between 20 to 65% of females. That is a lot, guys. Um... That is pretty, pretty scary. Um, Now, one of the big hormonal therapies for um, adenomyosis is the Mirena IUD. But I had that right after I gave birth to my son. I had it for three of the five years. I had to get it taken out because I had an allergic reaction to it and I didn't know, but I knew something was going on down there that was not supposed to be happening. Um, so obviously that form of hormone therapy does not work for me. So unfortunately I do have to resort to the hysterectomy and, you know, I'm not saying that like you, you can't have a baby and can't get pregnant. It's just, it's going to affect your ability to. Um, some women have successful pregnancies and, um, carry their baby close to term, not necessarily at term, but their babies are fine. They're healthy. Um, but then again, it's very, very, very slim. Um, and you'll be in a lot of pain. Um, adenomyosis, um, sounds uh, like a chronic condition and it is, it's a very chronic condition. um. Because the only cure for it is a hysterectomy. Um, there have been comprehensive medical studies about this. Um, and one, the only cure they found right now is to remove that uterus or other surrounding female organs that the tissue has spread to. Um, and they've only tested a few hormone therapies. They know that this helps. But like I said, those are temporary band-aids. There's not going to cure the issue. Um, Adenomyosis is not not hereditary. It is not genetic. It just happens. Um, like I said, it's a form of endometriosis, where that is where your, your lining of your uterus grows outside your uterus. Adenomyosis is the lining of your uterus grows inside your uterus and into the uterine walls. So it is the opposite both are very, very bad. Both are very, very painful. I have friends who have endometriosis and it's not fun. And I can tell you that adenomyosis is not fun either. Um, you know, for a lot of, um, for a lot of us, I know for me, I think, you know, first of all, like, I know this is going to sound really, really stupid, but like, Having hysterectomy, you can't have sex for like four to six weeks. And I'm like, fuck that shit. Like, mm -mm. I can't go that long without having the dick. Um, But if I have to for my health, I'm going to do it. It just sucks. But like, I'm also really afraid now. I was afraid in general, just from life experience with men and trauma, that like, you know, getting into my next relationship is going to be hard. But now this is going to be even harder. You know, I've gone on dates where like, guys ask me, oh, do you want to have more kids? And I tell them yes, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, I technically can't, you know? So like, how do I, like, I'm just afraid to, I'm afraid to get emotionally involved with somebody and potentially have a serious relationship um, or get married or be in a long committed relationship with somebody. And them not knowing that I can't have any more kids because it's not something I'm going to tell them right off the bat, even though I probably should, to not waste anybody's time. But, you know, there are a lot of men out there. I'm not saying every man, but a lot of men who don't want anything to do with an infertile woman. Because um, think about it. When it boils down to it, men's genetics, men, men's DNA is to re-procreate. Uh, reprocreate, procreate I don't know how to say that, you know, but they're like DNA is to make babies and to have babies. Um, and I don't have a home for that baby anymore. So I just want to skip the emotions of feeling like a disappointment to myself or feeling like a, like a disappointment to my partner or feeling like a failure or feeling or having that feeling of, you know. He regrets to be with me or he regrets to even be in a relationship with me. Like, I don't want that feeling. I want to avoid it. You know, I've had friends say, well, a man is going to love you for you. And I'm like, yeah, but if a man wants a kid, I don't want that man to not get what he wants. You know, if I can't be that woman to provide it, then I want him to find a woman that can provide it. You know, um, I don't want to be selfish in that way. And I, you know, don't want to live with the feeling of just like, yeah, I can't, you know, and I've had people tell me then find guys who don't want, who don't want kids. Well, I have a child and I don't want to date a guy who doesn't want kids because then we have nothing to really talk about. I can't, you know, explain to him about what it's like being a parent or having the understanding of being a parent. If he has no fucking idea, you know, or if he has no interest, like, I don't know if he's going to treat my son bad, you know? So, like, I just, I don't want to, like, I want to avoid that. Um, You know? And I've had people tell me, well, date a guy who already has kids. And who's okay with not having more? But the whole point is I want another child. I want a daughter. Fuck, I'll even take a son at this point. You know? Like, I'll take anything. Just, I want a baby. I want a happy, healthy baby. I want to be with my partner and have that. To me, that's like a fairy tale life. And I haven't lived a fairy tale life. My life has been a nightmare, um, has been a su- suspenseful drama, um, you know, has been a hard to watch life if it was a, a movie. So I'm, I'm struggling. And it's been helpful because I posted um, a video on my personal um, Instagram and my professional Instagram. Um, just to let other women be aware, um, or help women if they're going through similar things and they're like, I don't know what I have, but, oh, let me do some research and let me go find out if I have this, you know, just to have that support system. You know, I've had a lot of feedback, a lot of good feedback, um, You know, women being like, yeah, girl, like I did this and I feel good or I'm going through this now or I don't know what you're going through but I can only imagine, you know, like thinking about you, sending you prayers, like stuff like that, you know. It's good that there are people still out there that care. My own personal support system just was like, okay, you already have a kid. So what? Not that big of a deal. (laughs) And it's a fucking huge deal. Um, You know, I feel like until you're faced with that, decision even though that decision has been made for me like you shouldn't have any judgment on it you know until you're in my shoes or in somebody else's shoes like I should not judge it therefore you should not judge um everybody deals with things in their own way and they have a right to deal with it in their own way you know instead of being negative try to be positive and be their support system listen to them you don't necessarily have to give them feedback or 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 speak but just be a good shoulder to lean on. Good, good. Be a good ear to be, to be you know listened to. Um, I s- I'm gonna be starting uh, therapy to online therapy with a counselor about this because, like I said, I can't really talk to anybody, and it just kind of sucks because everybody's wrapped up in their own world, and I don't want sympathy or empathy. I just want somebody to fucking talk to. Someone to be like, "Girl, you're not crazy for thinking that. Your feelings aren't. Your like your feelings and emotions are normal." You know, it sucks. Like just that positivity and that positive energy, but I there's so much negativity coming my way, you know? Very few things are positive in my life, and it's like I'm such a fucking positive person. Like I know I know that like I'm going to be fine in the end. I know I'm going to find a partner who's going to love me for me. Like I know all this that's the end that's the end goal but this whole middle time I'm still in a deep dark under a deep dark cloud you know um so it's just hard like you know knowing that I can't provide a dan, dan- my son Daniel a sibling on my side you know um knowing that my mom won't have any more grandkids because my sister, she's special needs and she'll never have grandkids. You know, um, it just sucks. It does. I'm so tired of putting on a brave face and, you know, having this hard shell I'm tired of having to be strong for other people and for myself. Like, when is it okay for me to break down, break down my walls, and be vulnerable and cry? You know, I've been built to not show emotion, because when you have certain things happen, bad things happen to you over and over again, you you become a hollow person. You know, you're a shell. Um, your mind isn't there. Your mind escapes into, you know some other reality, a happy reality. And, uh, it's hard for me to deal with things. And so I usually don't deal with them. I usually just pretend everything's okay. Um, I have high functioning depression, so I'm not one of the ones that just lay in bed and whatever. I still go out and do my shit. I act happy. I, act, you know, I still am high functioning. I go out and life and I live my life. It's just, I'm fucking sad. Um, just really hard. I didn't think this, like, I didn't even think, like, out of all the bad things that have happened to me, like, I was not expecting this, you know? I asked myself, well, why me? Maybe if I didn't do this, or maybe if I didn't do that, you know, maybe my outcome would have been different, but I also know that the universe works in mysterious ways, but what way is it trying to work now? I have no fucking idea, you know? I mean, I can assume, like, many different things, but, like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm a great fucking mom. Like I have raised a great human being. I've raised a boy who's going to treat women right. Who's going to be understanding of everybody. Who's going to love everybody for who they are. Who's compassionate and sensitive. Who's fucking smart and intelligent. And I'm not just saying this because he's my son, but he's going to change the world in one way or another, you know? Um, he may even become president. We'll see. Um, but just knowing that I can't be a mom again just sucks, you know? And yeah, if I if I'm in a relationship with somebody who has kids of their own, like I'm going to love those kids like they're my own, but you know at the same time there's always that <sighs> That issue of, I'm not the biological mother. You know, there's always an issue of different parenting styles. And then it's not just two different parents. There are three parents involved now. Whether that's two dads and a mom, or two moms and a mom, or three moms, or three dads, or whatever the fuck your family dynamic is. Um, You know, so there's always going to be some type of battle there. Um, And it's almost like, is that a battle, like, worth it? You know? So it's just really hard. You know, I know I'm going to have hysterectomy. Do I want to do it this summer and be laid up all summer? No. So I'm probably going to do it this fall when it gets colder out here that way. I, you know, I don't go outside much because it's fucking cold here in Portland. Um, and what also gets me is that, like, our medical system and when it comes to insurance, like, these alternative methods... You know, um, like freezing your eggs and um, and all that, you know, is an out-of-pocket cost. And I don't understand why when you have a diagnosis like this that says that you cannot have kids, not just because you don't want kids at this point in time to freeze your eggs. I don't think that's a valuable reason to freeze your eggs. Um, you know, but if you have a serious diagnosis like this where your ability to have children is slim to none or none... Um, You know, insurance should, like, cover that or cover a portion or something like that, you know. Um, And it's just unfortunate. It really is. That insurance has a say on what is covered and what isn't covered. Of what is important and what is not important. It doesn't make any sense to me. But our insurance, you know... I don't know. I'm not going to go down that fucking route because the pharmaceutical world and the insurance world and our medical system, that's all just fucked, fucked. It's all corporate. It's all about money. It's not about the people and their health and their well-being. And I see so many people suffer, you know, so many diabetics because insulin is a fucking bitch every month is so expensive, you know, my grandma's eye drops, she's on multiple eye drops and she's like five, 7,000 a month on fucking eye drops. Like what the fuck? I'm sorry. I don't get it. My mind it just doesn't, cannot wrap around that notion that like, we don't have a free healthcare system. I'd rather pay a fucking higher tax and get free healthcare, especially if you're somebody who is sick, you know, um, Fuck, take half my paycheck. You already fucking do, you know? Like take more. But my health care is free. Cuz not just that, like health care is fucking expensive to pay for it. Like just a family of 2, like for me and Daniel, I was looking around and like 600 bucks a month. Ugh, yay. Wow. Ooh. That hurts. That hurts. Um But I just want you ladies to know that if you're feeling, you know, certain symptoms, Talk to your doctor about it. Research it yourself. Get your ultrasound. You know, um, I mean, you may have endometriosis. You may have adenomyosis. You may have something else, but do your research. Know the difference between the two, you know, and try not to base your decision because it's your body. You decide what to do with it. Don't let any outside Um, influence you on whether you want to keep your uterus or your female organs or if you want to do hormonal therapies like that choice is yours but also don't be selfish and make your potential baby or your baby suffer um you know I'd rather not have kids than either one have a miscarriage or two have a preemie baby but in the end that baby either dies or something comes out or something is um Or my baby's not healthy. You know, that is just unfair, I feel like. Um, That's just my opinion. Uh, To each their own. I respect whatever decision you decide. Um, You know, I'll meditate for you. That's my version of I pray for you because I am Buddhist. Um, And, you know, I wish you the best success. And ladies, if you're going through this or if you think you're going through this, um and you need just somebody to speak to like i am more than willing to listen you know um don't be afraid to reach out um you know my instagram is goddess life coaching my personal is sleeping in the clouds 0 the number 0 at the end Um, and my podcast, Full Disclosure Podcast, you know, I'll have more information about that. Thank you guys so much for letting me vent to you. I appreciate it. It's the most I have been able to vent since I found out my diagnosis a few weeks ago. So thank you, ladies. Hey guys, one last thing before you leave, go ahead and like, follow, and subscribe. Also, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Full Disclosure Podcast. And please email me with your responses and with your answers and any feedback regarding this episode and future episodes at fulldisclosurepodcast at gmail.com.